No, that is any of your business, but... Nay, it's showtime. And leave me to my elections. Oh, the floor just cracked. I believe I might fall. There we go. That's working. Turn your back on Mother Nature. That just didn't want to come out, did it? Nope. Try doing a burp, and it's just like, do you (laughs) want to throw up? Because we can do that. Yes. We can do that for you. We can make it real nice and vomity for you. I've done that before, once upon a time. You try to burp and you just throw up? No. All right. So this is this is going to be an interesting story. So this was like years and years and years ago. Um, me and my sister and some friends were playing like Guitar Hero World Tour with like the drums and the guitars and that sort of stuff. And I was on drums and my sister was on guitar and our friend was on bass and we are playing... And then as we were playing, it's either as we were playing or right after we finished the song, like I just instantaneously vomited. Oh, nice. And I caught it all in my hands. Oh. <laughs> like it was just like there was no like build up. There was no like, oh, I feel like I'm going to vomit. It's just like the the bleh. And the the reaction speed of my hands just making a makeshift bowl. I'm like, and I, I caught it. And everyone's just looking at me like, impressive, but that's fucked. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have no idea what happened here. Yeah, that's, just, that's accurate. I'd definitely say, yeah, that's impressive. Like, have you seen that, that, that Asian porn gif of like, there's these two Asian girls and one's getting like fucked and like the other Asian girls just like staring the chi- the Asian girl getting fucked in the face and then just bleh, just vomits. I have not. Like no reaction. No reaction whatsoever. Just stares at her dead in the face. It's like bleh. <laughs> like this is not like a this is not like a fucking chungus power throw-up. It's just like a small throw-up down the chin. I've seen I've seen a man. <laughs> I've seen a man in a fucking, in a hired suit get absolutely fucked up on West End beer and then just vomit all over himself in his hired suit and then power chuck over like a seven foot fence onto the neighbor's house. What the fuck? Like he he had it in him. He had the spirit of Christmas past <laughs> and apparently two meals because he vomited on himself and it's like, oh man, I don't think I'm getting a deposit back. And then goes to the fence and then throws over it the seven foot fence. Mind you, he's like five foot five. Jesus, okay. And he's just like, he's just like going for it. Like it's- Man, uh, man like has a stomach old built faithful. like a fucking piston. And we're all just like, what the fuck? And this is one of those weird fucking drunk parties where people started punching stovey poles. People were getting antiqued. 
You're going to have to like, explain antiqued. You have antique is basically when you get like a whole bunch of flour and then you slap someone in the face with it. Ah. Do you know, like dusting antiques and shit like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they got, like, it was one of those things where everyone was just on the lookout for who's going to fuck, who's going to try and like, I don't know, set me on fire or antique me or I don't know, put a bullet in my in my leg or something like that. Like it was one of those parties where I'm like, what the fuck's going on? But it was like a uh, graduate. It was it was almost like a graduation party. And I feel bad for Larby. Larby's just sitting there in his chair, minding his own business, and it just vomits, but not like power chucks, but like it just lands all over his chest and stomach, and he's just like, oh man. I'm not getting my deposit back. <laughs> no, and like, why you? And we're just like, why don't you just go vomit over there? And he goes, yeah, I'll do that. And then just power chucks onto the next house. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! Like, just imagine, like, I, it was so. It was one of those things. Like, the fence was probably about like half a meter away from the house. It was like a small like walkway in like on the side of the house. Just imagine just walking down there one day, you just see like, I don't know, fucking a schnitzel and a full schnitzel meal and all the trimmings just vomited up in on the side of your house. I'd be pissed, to be honest. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like if it was over mom a seven, was not happy. If I was over a seven foot fence, like if it if it had the clear distance, like looking at the evidence, you could tell that it was thrown over the seven foot fence. I'd be impressed, but pissed. I mean, like, if that happened to me in my house, I would not be impressed. I'd be like, "Well, you wouldn't yeah, be no. impressed. You wouldn't be impressed at the seven foot clearance." I I would only be impressed if it's not affecting me. <laughs> Put it that way. If it doesn't affect me, then I'm impressed. If it affects me, then then no, no, no. It was just like you, you motherfucker. But yes, uh, yeah. Welcome to a podcast where we do talk about games occasionally. Yeah, fucking uh, every single cold open that we do just fucking reinforces the fact that we don't talk about games on this gaming podcast. We do. We just don't start talking about games because there's always something else to be said. Mm. Like, like the what, ability the to fifty episodes we've we've talked about this is the first time we've discussed puking over a seven foot fence. Well, it's not a topic that comes up every day now, is it? No, I'm still curious it's about not, this. Fucking- it's not something I fucking bring to the water cooler and goes, "Hey, I had a friend who once power chucked over a seven foot fence and won." <laughs> it was his. It was his uh, stomach versus the seven foot fence and gravity. And he came out swinging. It came out gold, yep. Olympic medal. But uh, yes, I'm your host, Chris, joined with Alex, as you can hear. Yep. And Josh, as you can't hear. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been paying much attention to what you've been talking about for the last bit again. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just, for like the past 10 minutes, you, you, every one of your reactions is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eyes, eyes just glazed over. It's like, oh god, these two are talking about puking shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's enough. pretty accurate to what just happened. You got a weak stomach? No, I just 
didn't really want to listen to you talking about puke. Well, was it really a conversation I was that interested in joining? Yeah, but you gotta pay. You gotta pay the emission price of uh, the conversation, which is respecting the seven foot throat. <laughs> the se- the seven foot cannon. That is Larby. Yep. That's his nickname anyway. I don't know what ever happened to him. I think he lost like half his weight. And that power chuck ability just disappeared, Ugh. vanished. How the know, mighty, right? how the mighty chuck, fall. He can't have that on his resume anymore. Yeah. Power chucked the seven. If you if, like if you apply to a bar and you say that you've power chucked over a seven foot fence, that's I, I'm pretty sure that's like hired right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, but why if you're working for the bar? Why are they hire you basically on your vomit projectile ability? You're like so when the bouncers have to keep the drunk idiots out, you're the artillery that sits in the back. Oh, you're just a fucking just a Lehman Russ of vomit. Yeah. <laughs> you're the just sitting in the back. Listen, all right, man. Here's um what's the medication they give you to induce vomiting? I've got no idea. I gotta have a look at this. I don't uh, know either. <laughs> we're, we're, just go, we're, going, we're just going deep on this. Day. Vomiting medication. Because I noticed something. Emetics. Medic agents are a class of medications used to induce nausea and vomiting for the emergency treatment of poisoning as certain toxins have been swallowed. Right, so that's it. it. Is, although its use is now discouraged, the most commonly used drug for is IPAC. The most commonly used drug for this purpose is Ipex syrup. Ipecac syrup. What the fuck is I I P E C A C syrup? Huh. Yep. Uh, commonly referred to as Ipecac is a drug that once widely used as an acceptorant and at what the fuck kind of word is that? Uh, we're we're learning today, boys. Uh no, what is what is it? Medication that people use when they have a cough that produces mucus. So it's like, it's for coughs. Uh, it's often for dry... Wait, why is this... They use cough syrup to help induce vomiting? I mean, I can attest to that in one instance only when I was very young. <laughs> Like, I, when I was sick, before my parents knew I had diabetes, they thought I was faking it for the most part. Uh, and then, like, they gave me some cough syrup because I kept coughing, and I just instantly vomited it all back up. And then, here's the fun part. Here's the part that, I, that everyone, uh, even I, fucking joke about. I don't know why, but I got up from my bed, and I walked to the lounge room for some reason, and it felt like I was blind drunk. Like, everything was spinning. I felt incredibly sick. Like, it was just, like, being blind drunk. And then all I can remember is waking up in a hospital. Turns out I was in a coma for three and a half days. Jesus. (laughs) And I woke up in a hospital at what seemed to be, I think, like, 2 a.m. And this is when I was 10. I was 10 years old when this happened. Uh, and I woke up in, a, in the emergency unit in Adelaide, which was about two hours drive for where I lived. And yeah, like I woke up in a hospital with everything, like cables and shit attached to me, catheter and all. 
and I wake up and I'm just like, oh, what's going on? I have no idea where I am. But I wasn't like panicking. I was like, everything was too muggy for me to care. And there was this woman sitting across from me in this ICU. And every and she'd be like, calm down, calm down. Just go back to bed, go back to bed. And my first response is, uh, I guess. And I went back to bed. <laughs> and I kept waking up like every hour. And every single time I woke up, it's calm down, calm down. Everything's <laughs> going to be okay. And, I'm, and I wasn't like doing anything to invoke this reaction. It was me just, just waking up going like, where the fuck am I? Well, not that. I was 10 years old. I was like, yeah, I was like, wake up. I'm like, huh, this is weird. And then every single time I woke up until the morning, the woman would be like, calm down. You need to calm down. Everything's going to be calm. And there's a fucking crying baby, like literally, I would say like five meters away from me. And like, there was no, I couldn't see any windows in this place. So I couldn't tell if it was night or day. There was a clock. Uh, which was like, yeah, it was like two o'clock. I d- wasn't too sure, but I was thinking it'd be morning. And yeah, uh, eventually I woke up to this like really cool doctor, some blonde chick with glasses who often wheeled out the TV for me to watch because I couldn't move from the bed. And I get to watch Jerry Springer like in the <laughs> ICU. Mind you, ICU sucks shit. I was only oh, allowed yeah. to drink like this special cordial for like five days because my blood sugar all right my blood this is because this is before i knew i was a diabetic this is undiagnosed diabetes so high blood sugar is considered to be around 10 10 uh regular blood sugar which everyone's is about six or seven mm-hmm. high is considered 10 Mine at the time was 88.6. Jesus fucking Christ. 88.6. You cleared the bar eight times over. I apparently set a record. How are you not Um, dead? I don't know. Uh, Medicare, I guess. (laughs) Fuck yeah, go Medicare. Because, yeah, I had to get like a helicopter ride from my hometown to the uh, Adelaide Emergency, uh, Adelaide Women's and Children's. And yeah, it was like, and it was like you said, yeah, you made a record. I, I, I hope my record still stands today. I can't see it being beaten, but Who the fuck that was like what 20 years ago. What corpse is beating ago. that record? I don't know, but that was 20 years ago. And like, I was strapped in super hard cables, like strapped to the nine and cables with a catheter to which the cool doctor's like, yeah, we had to give you an adult catheter because the children's one was too small. <laughs> and like my fucking, my ego just went through the roof. I'm like, yeah, it is. But because it was an adult catheter, it fucking sucked getting taken out. Oh, it yeah. was like, <laughs> it it could only be described as just imagine someone put like a sounding bar, a rib sounding bar down your dick hole and then yanked it like a fucking pull start motor. Oh, oh no. No, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's no, what it no. felt like. And like once it was gone, like 
like you pee a little bit of blood and then that's it and everything's back to normal. But having a catheter in is the weirdest feeling. Because nothing's like, meant to be in there. <laughs> well, it's like, no, no, it's not the feeling of it in there. It's the feeling of never needing to go to the toilet. Like you don't have that feeling because it goes like right straight to your bladder and it bypasses that sphincter. So you don't have that sort of build up feeling. And it's just like, yeah, it just feels so weird. And yeah, like I was in the hostel for about like four months. Uh, I think I spent a good month mostly in the ICU area and another three months of rehabilitation. Uh, Like it sucked because when you're in the ICU for like, when you're bedridden for like two weeks, your legs just fucking give up. Your legs just don't care anymore. They're like, ah, nah, we can't walk. We're just going to accept this. And, and like trying to walk is like throwing your legs around from the, the weight of your legs around. And it sucks. But like the Women's and Children's World was like quite cool because it had a PlayStation 2. Uh, yep. And this is when I found out I hate Kingdom Hearts. Don't tell me. I'm playing it and I'm like, wow, this game sucks. Like it actually sucks. And that's when I got really good at pool. Like they had a pool table in there. And I got really good at like two things, pool and Age of Empires 2. Hmm. Because I had a computer with Age of Empires 2 on it. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And they wheeled it into my room. And the meals there were actually fairly decent. So like it was an experience for a 10-year-old to be in like a hospital where like you get to choose what meals you get. You get to, all you got to do is to not fucking die. Like that's, that's, there is not a single worry in the world. Don't have to worry about school. Don't have to worry about anything else. Just going to, hey, look, I need to make sure I don't die. I need to follow the doctor's rules and then I'll be out of here in no time. Well, that would look like, yeah, three, four months. But yeah, it was, a, it was quite a pleasant experience in a hospital, which is kind of weird. And they had like a rowing, not rowing, like a, a, just like a bike machine that you could run on, which is what I did. But I, I got a feeling like I was sitting here living like the most comfortable life and everyone around me was just panicking. They're like, oh my God, my brother is in the hospital. My son's in the hospital. Uh, he's probably suffering right now. And I'm sitting here watching Ostar like, 24-7 Cartoon Network, man. It's a dream for a 10-year-old. Watching, I don't think I've watched like so much Ben 10 in my life. <laughs> like, like Ben 10, Cartoon Network, and like the only annoyance I think I had is like they had to wake me up at like 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning every, every morning to do a blood test. And this was for like months. And then like for a good week, I'm like, they, this is, uh, so for before this, my parents basically raised me on long life milk, milk, long life milk. Ooh. Milk. Yeah. Long life milk. Yeah. Raised on the milk. Mm. Uh, But no, like long life milk. And, at the hospital, they only have fresh milk. And 
like my eyes were open to like a whole new world. I never went back after this. Like, <laughs> and for a whole week straight, I had two breakfasts. I had two bowls of cornflakes with honey and it took them a week to figure out why my blood sugar was spiking so high. It's because like I shouldn't be having two breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> I just went up and asked, I'm still hungry. And I got another bowl of cornflakes with honey on top. Mm. And they're like, we don't know why his blood sugar is going. What's happening? It's like, what do you do in the morning? It's like, well, I have two bowls of this. And like, are you kidding me? And it's like, all right, we need to teach you about like all this other stuff. And it's a long ass experience of just like me dealing with the hospital. And then when I got like when I got cleared of the hospital and went back home to my school, you know what the first thing my teacher got me to do? What? Explain how diabetes works. Oh, to the class. Well, that's well, at least you educated your classmates on it. No, I didn't. I barely had a clue of what was going on. Like I just like I follow this regime. I follow this and I don't die. And then, and she's like, well, how does it work? I'm like, fuck if I know. I'm 10 years old, lady. Mind you, I think she did this just to spite me because I smashed her window in with a, uh, when we were playing softball. Like, they, sh- like, the pitcher pitched me the ball. I hit the ball. It goes sky high all the way to the car park and <laughs> hits her fucking front window screen. And I'm like, what am I spent to do with this? Like, I just hit. Like, I, you, I, I'm just, try, I'm just doing my best, doing what you guys tell me. And just, like, she didn't like come after me or anything, but you know there was some resent in there. All right, so uh, Josh, since you're so quiet, tell me about your week. Uh, I haven't really been doing much. With, to be honest, that's too out of the ordinary. I've been playing just a bit of a mix of games. I went actually, I went back to uni, so that's big. What are you doing in uni? Uh, feeling regret. Um, <laughs> I'm studying animation, and yeah, that that's a mental hurdle. Um, just the animation? Yeah, so, it, well, it's just the feeling of inadequate. Inadequacy? Just because really? like, seeing other people's work just make me feel so bad about myself. Yeah, because you have those people who are, like, super skilled at, like, 2D animation and stuff. And they're also really good artists. So their their animation stuff is like, oh, I, I drew this fucking thing that, like, that, that looks really good. And you're like, well, I turned a- I made a cube fall over. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, but as for gaming, partially because everyone's been on Elden Ring, I'm sure that'll come up later. Um... <laughs> I have I've basically so. been doing like basically just been trying to play games that I already own or are free and stuff just because of the fact that I'm like I'm not sure if I want to get Elden Ring because I never really got into like those games that greatly and with just going back to uni and stuff I'm not too sure if I want to spend money on a new game too soon that's fine we'll, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you yeah that's that's so, fair uh, like we'll talk about the very like, aggressive 7 out of 10 in a bit uh, but yeah, so I've been trying to get a bit through Pathfinder After the Righteous again, bit, a little bit of Total War Warhammer 3 with Alex occasionally, uh, League of Mates from work, and uh, I tried out Splitgate again, 
which is a bit of fun. It's like Portal meets first person first shooters. First person shooters, yeah. Mm. It's a first person Twitch based Portal shooter. Oh yeah, those those Twitch shooters are pretty fun. I was raised on Twitch shooters, like yeah, Quake. Mm. No, mm. fucking Unreal Tournament. Like, so when I was young, I had a PC that barely ran shit. In fact, yep. I was so so dumb with PC. I was so stupid and dumb with PCs that I deleted the Windows folder to try and install half the Half-Life demo. Oh. Oh. Why, don't you, yeah. why don't you just delete System32 while you're at it? That was it. It was the Windows folder. Guess what's inside that? System32. System32. <laughs> so like, um, but I basically was like raised on demo discs. My brother mm. basically like was able to get games from his friends, like copies and all that sort of stuff. And I basically, the computer I had barely was able to run them. It could run the Half-Life demo and it was able to run the Unreal Tournament demo, which I played essentially every night. There's like three levels and nothing but bots. And I fucking reamed every fucking bot in there. Even on its hardest difficulty, I basically was raised on just bots. And then I moved on to like Quake Free Arena and uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. I, and Halo and stuff like that. Like I got Unreal Tournament 2004. It came on six discs. Oh. Like... It was, I think, nine gig at the time. Now, this is when it came. This is like a couple of years after. So, let's say about 2006. Nine gig at 2006 was like mind-blowing. It was like, what the fuck? I'm going to have to buy like a fucking, like a 20 gig hard drive. And that's like 300 bucks. But I, I played the shit out of those Twitch shooters. I was incredibly into Twitch shooters. And then I got slightly older and then just played Counter-Strike instead. <laughs> so it's not as good, but it's it, I still go back to those shooters every now and then. Like on Steam, I don't even think you can get Unreal Tournament 2003. Hmm. No, you can't. Oh, Unreal Tournament 2003 was like a full release game. Not uh, and all you can get is 2004 Unreal Tournament Game of the Year Edition and Unreal Tournament 3 Black Edition. Uh, 2004 is a like, fucking fun game. That's when they first introduced vehicles. And I fucking loved it. Um, I'm pretty sure 2003 is just abandonware. Uh, if I go... Abandonware? Abandonware. You know what that is? No, I don't think I've actually heard that word before, abandonware, that term before, but I have an idea of what it could mean. But Yeah, abandonware is essentially where uh, the people who make the game have completely stopped updating it uh, and essentially have removed all DRM from it. So it's no longer a thing. It could still be circulated around, 
And it's because it's abandoned wear, it's uh, classified as abandoned wear, which I feel, I think is it is a legal thing that you can download. So if I go, is abandoned wear legal? Uh, just fuck me then. Simple answer is no. <laughs> abandoned wear is not legal. Even if the creator abandons the copyright work, it does not pub- become public property or market. The copyright work still exists the copyright. So there are websites, so abandonware games. There are websites called abandonware, where my abandonware uh, download abandonware games from 1978 to 2010. Uh, some of the games they have, for example, is DEFCON 1. Oh my god, there is so much. Sid Mirror's Civilization 1, Need for Speed 2, House of the Dead, Yu-Gi-Oh! Power of Chaos, Lemmings, like that sort of stuff. Um, let's go Publisher. Oh, okay, we'll just go to... Let's go, let's go Unreal. Please tell me they got Championship. Unreal, Unreal Tournament... 2003. Unreal 2, Unreal Gold, Unreal 2004, Unreal Mission Pack, Unreal Tournament, Game of the Year Edition, Unreal Awakening, Unreal World, Unreal Tournament 1? No, they don't. There's a game that they made called Unreal Championship. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so Unreal... So on abandoned my bandware games, it has the games by the developer, and then if there's a money bag next to it, it means you can actually purchase it. If there's no money bag next to it, it means you can't purchase it, and you can just download it from here. Uh, but there's a game called Unreal Championship, which I think was for consoles only. Let's have a look. Unreal Championship. A friend of mine had it on the original Xbox. It is a third-person shooter. Okay. Wait, is it? Unreal Championship is a first-person arena shooter. No, it's not. Because I guarantee... Oh, the game is notable for being the first ever console game to ever receive a downloadable patch. Oh. And now it's Abandonware. No, it's not. Unreal Championship's not. It's only for consoles, so I can't. It's technically not Abandonware because you can't actually access it. I swear it's third person. I guarantee it's third person. If I find a screenshot of a third person motherfucker, there it is. There's a third person motherfucker. All right. So it's first and third person. Oh, you get to pick. All right. But, yeah, like, uh, Unreal Championship was console only which was interesting and yeah the first ever came out on xbox only xbox so unless wait it's on the epic game score that's no, tournament i don't care for tournament pre-alpha starts pre-alpha season starts soon for unreal the new unreal tournament are you are you sure are you sure? I'm pretty sure that's abandoned. Because Fortnite. That's yep. why. 
But yeah, like RL Championship was weird and fun. I really enjoyed it because it, I don't know the fact that you can get a third person f- view and fight in third person was just like so different from an Unreal tournament or Unreal game because they're all in first person. And while this one was in first person, everyone I knew played it in third person because it was just a weird concept. Like every other game that we played on the Xbox, uh, so like you had your Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike on the Xbox, um, Death Watch and those sort of games. Like, a lot of first-person shooters, but not a lot of third-person. The only third-person game I played on the Xbox was Fable. Um, and yeah, that was that was interesting. But uh, yeah, fucking makes me want to play a real tournament. Two thousand. Makes me want to play a real tournament. Two thousand three. It is five gig. Can't, this is a weird thing. It came out in two thousand two. Like. Unreal Tournament 2003 came out in 2002. So futuristic, man. Like, Way ahead of its time. But uh, essentially, yeah, it's... Like, it is its own game. That's the weird thing. But it just never... Never really got picked back up. So you got your Unreal Tournament Gold Edition, Unreal Tournament 2004, and then Unreal Tournament 3. I think 3 failed massively. The fuck it, I, I don't know, 3, 3 had a story. I mean, they all had a story, but 3's story was just fucking dog shit, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh... But it was like the closest thing to Gears of War without being Gears of War in terms of like the aesthetics. Oh, they're getting an update. Okay, fair enough. All right. So what else have you been involved with, Josh? Um, Not much, to be honest. Just been kind of planning some stuff with uh, some of the others. Like we're planning on doing like a trying out a Pathfinder campaign, as you saw, and it hasn't started oh, yet. That's but, right. Yeah, you guys yeah. are trying to organize another Pathfinder. Yeah. Uh, how's that going? Uh, well, I think we're we have a time set. I'm a bit iffy about it because it's like early in the morning because it's a day I have uni. Hmm. But I'm gonna see how that goes. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. And that's just been your week? Yeah, not much else. All right, Alex, how about your week? Um, My week has been mostly Total Warhammer 3 because that's easily taken spot as uh, one of my most favorite games. Uh, Still still needs fixes. It, it still needs fixes. It's still... like. I can I can actually use this sentence to describe both of the two games I've been playing, which is this and Elden Ring, uh, which mm-hmm. is this game is an unpolished buggy piece of shit, but damn, is it fun! All right. So yeah, I can you can use that to describe both Elden Ring and uh, Total War Warhammer Three. And yeah, well, so, like some of the well, I said like hmm. I saw a whole bunch of people who reviewed the games it's like yeah like we got all these things from 
uh like we got these review things we were about like 40 or 50 hours 40 50 hours into the game uh, but uh there's a lot of bugs in this game to which we reported to which uh whoever made the games it's like yep we'll get them fixed and only a small portion of those bugs have been fixed yeah like this, this we're talking about total warhammer 3 here yeah yes yeah so um i heard about that and I'm like, it sucks. It absolutely fucking sucks. And that there are still those bugs in the game. Uh, there are like certain particular bugs that like, as you're playing the game, you actively have to try and avoid because it's linked to like mm-hmm. skill trees and fucking um, research uh, trees. There's one bug in the game that's an actual piece of shit. And it's, it's the supply bug. So every time you create a new army, all of the upkeep for every other army gets more expensive. So it, it has like it has that there because like pretty late game you can field some like pretty fucking ridiculous armies if this wasn't in the game. What happens is that's supposed to go away if that if you disband that uh, that new army. The bug mm-hmm. makes it so that it doesn't go away. So it's always there calculating in the background but it doesn't tell you that it's being calculated. So it's really fucking annoying. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's shit like that. Like it's disappointing and it's disheartening, but it will get fixed. Like it's going to be fixed. Eventually I'd say like, unless you're super into total Warhammer, like I am, maybe just don't hold off and wait till they fix it. Don't, don't get it now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing with Elden Ring. Yeah. Like I it's running like shit on my well not like shit, but like it's having a lot of frame issues. Yeah. With like like speed up and slow down. Mm. And having a look through it, it no, it's literally just uh optimization. Uh, the game is yeah. just not optimized. Yeah. That's that's fucking Elden Ring. Like Elden Ring has a shit ton of like gameplay issues as well like the first boss in the game is such a steep difficulty curve because it wasn't like people have actually said there are bosses later on that are easier than the first boss yeah I heard really selling me on the game guys yeah <laughs> i'm not here to say all the game i'm here to tell you the facts elden ring is just <laughs> is just the dark souls 2 remake because every single encounter in that game is spam bush it, oh, that's not what I want to hear. It's just fucking spam bush. You walk around a corner, there's six enemies. You walk into a room, there's 30 enemies. The overworld filled with fucking 10, 20, 50 enemies all in an area that'll all aggro you. It's That's realistically what the entire game is. It's just spam bush. And it's disappointing because it, it just... it's. When you ambush a player, it it's the developer openly admitting that they are not confident in their ability to design a fight. So they have to throw you at a disadvantage in order to make it- To create challenge. In order to create the illusion of challenge because it's not a fucking challenge. Like, and that's what that's all Elden Ring is. That's all the first 50 hours of Elden Ring is, is just- constant spam bush and it's fucking annoying 
Yeah, that's that's one of the most frustrating part about Dark Souls. Dark Souls Two makes it tries to be difficult for the sake of being difficult by yeah. not giving you a challenge, but giving you unfair odds and asking you to beat it. Yeah. So it's like there are enemies in the game that as soon as they spot you, they'll blow a horn and then like twenty other enemies will ch- will will rush you. Mm. It's like great, fucking here we go. Like it's borrowed a lot of stuff from Sekiro, like with the jumping and the stealth, and you know shit like that. But like, it's 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 not Sekiro because you don't have that sort of freedom of movement with the heart, with the with the grapple hook and and the running over rooftops and shit. It's it's Dark Souls with the jump button being remapped to one of your face buttons instead of an awkward input. Because that's that's really all it is, and they've also added a crouch button, and that's it. They've they've included, yeah. How often yeah. have you used the crouch button? Uh, I've actually used the crouch button quite a lot. Okay, I like only because some enemies will like to get backstabs on enemies. Just crouching and run uh, walking up to them is a lot easier than having to like manually walk up to behind them. So it's just, mm-hmm. that's the only reason. Like if I see like, if I'm behind an enemy, I'll just crouch, walk up, do the backstab. And then the fight starts immediately with all the other 40 so enemies in the room. Does crouching negate like slow walking or can you still slow walk and backstab? Uh, ba- you can still back, you can backstab out of crouch. No, I'm talking about, can you slow walk up to them and then backstab them? Oh yeah, you can, you can slow walk back up to them and backstab them. No problem. Just crouching is faster because you're not slow walking. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my main critique with Elden Ring. People giving it, like, 10 out of 10s. It's like, that's... They're fucking lying. Like they're That's only, a perfect game. Yeah. They're, they're only giving it 10 out of 10s because, A, it's a FromSoft game, and trying to tell a FromSoft fan that this is bad design is, is usually met with telling a Kingdom Hearts fan that their story is overcomplicated for no reason. Just a lot of screaming. And, oh, that's that's. And they can't articulate you want, a single. Though. You want all point. the screaming? Yeah, but it would be nice if they could articulate a fucking point. But you know, they can't articulate shit. Yeah, it gets annoying with that sort of situation. Yeah, that's a that's a Souls fan. I say I like the games. Um, but you know, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Mm. But I can't say anything on Elder Ring just yet because I've I've played maybe like one and a half hours. Yeah, and that's for two reasons. One, it's been a hell of a week, mm. hell of a hell of a couple weeks. Yeah, and I just don't have the concentration to play a game that requires my concentration as much as Elder Ring would. Secondly, mm. I've been running into a lot of frame rate issues and where. Like the the game's just not optimized properly. Yeah. Um, like it tries to render so much in the open world that like I'm just like, can I can I have a draw distance option? No. Okay. Um, and even when I'm not in the uh, open world, in like caves or something, there'll be sort of like stuttering every now and then, where the game would like freeze and then speed up. Now, I would. If it freezed and then like cut me back in, then I'd think it'd be a frame rate issue. But no, it's the game's freezing and then trying to catch up to 
what's happened. And that's where it becomes like an oh. issue to deal with where I'm just like, I want to, I want, I, I want to play, but I'm literally dying to just like the game going, ah, nah, okay, bye. I'm like, oh, fuck, let's just fuck off, bro. Oh, wait. You you stuffed up like the I stuffed up while you're over here, so I better put you over there. Yeah, like the game just like how can I put it? I'm trying to think of a situation where I've seen it happen before. It's kind of like when you're watching like a stream, and like the stream needs to like buffer or drops quality, and then it speeds up to try and catch you up to where you were before. Oh yeah, kind of like that. Like it fell behind and then it tries to like put it back to current time. So it just gets a bunch. Without doing like a straight cut. Yeah. So it just fast forwards the whole thing. So, yeah. It is not fun. Mm. So that's why I'm waiting for some patches to come out to fix that situation. Uh, Like if I check the... I go to store page. Where can I see your updates? Recent events and announcements. No. It's got a 94. A few update history. Like the game. Uh, Steam Cloud saves. Yes, I know. Patch notes. So it has come out with one, two, three, four patches since its release. Uh, oh, is that it? Fix a problem which controls connected to PC were not recognized. <laughs> yeah, fix a car where the graphics card was not being used. <laughs> yeah, there was a bug in which you boot up the game, just got a black screen because it was it would not use your graphic card. Fantastic. Remember, guys, 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they said they, they are... They said they are prioritizing the uh, uh, performance issues, but when that will be done is anyone's guess. Mm. What else have you been doing, Alex? Uh, Magic: The Gathering has been a has been a thing. It's been taking place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned something last week that uh, I got to platinum rank using only one deck. Yeah. <laughs> And then literally, like, the season reset, so I didn't even get into Diamond with the deck because by the time I got to Platinum, the season reset. And I'm like, wait, what? No, I, I've i only played a few games. So they're going to do that shit again. Yeah. I got to get back into Ranked as well. I got I got up to about Silver, and I was going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll just get into Gold on stream. That'd be some good content. Season reset, you're back in Bronze. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but getting out of that's easy, though. Yeah. Like getting like because any all the good thing about their ranking system, uh, which I like better over league's ranking system, is uh, you get two. So all you need is six points to go up a rank, or go up a tier in a rank. Mm. So each rank has four tiers, and each tiers are six points from bronze, silver, and gold. Each win gives you two points out of six, and each loss takes only one point. So you only need to win three games in a row to get up a tier, or uh, 
you can yeah so you just need to get six six points which is three wins and it takes a point off when you lose one but once you get to platinum it's one point for a win one point for a loss and that's when it starts becoming a bit of a slog um where in league in league of legends it's like all right you get like this this boost for like the first like i'd say 10 or so games and then uh you essentially have to work hard or you get hard stuck so yep. like if you don't if you don't get out of your rank or you don't get into a into the rank that you desire by the end of these games and you kind of have to work even harder to just get out whereas like with me like i can just get out of it pretty easily because like bronze and that stuff is pretty easy to get bronze silver gold is pretty easy to get out of um platinum is a lot harder to get out of because your wins really matter Mm. jumping back to the league point remember you are the common denominator in all of your matches yeah yeah that's 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 bad maths if i ever heard it yeah this is the the stupidest fucking stupidest fucking reasoning because so i mean it does not it's true but it doesn't mean much it's not true yeah well well, it, it's a like true. He, no, it, it's it a, it's is a, a yeah. true statement. Well, it's a true statement. Just, yeah, because you you are in all of your matches. You know, but the statement is implying that you are the reason you are failing. Yeah, which is just which is factu- false. Yeah, factually incorrect. Whereas, yeah, you are the the statement. You are the common denominator in your matches is true. That is not the intention of the statement. Yeah. <laughs> that uh. So mm. we know someone who goes, um. The reason why you are not going up in ranks is because of yourself, because you are the common denominator in all those matches. I mean, I guess it's more new at this point because I don't think any of us have even spoken to him for months. Yeah, we're coming yeah, up no, on he a just year. But uh, he said basically, it's like, yeah. So if you're not gaining ranks in League of Legends, it's because you suck, not, and it's got nothing to do with the rest of the team. Which is completely false because League of Legends is a very, very team-centered uh, game. Yeah. It requires everyone to be on the same page and everyone to have that desire to win. Where when I remember playing League, maybe six, seven out of ten, we got someone who's like, "I'm smurfing, thus let." I want to do what I want to do. And if I don't, then I'm going to feed my ass off and I don't care. Or you just get people who are new, which is that's a genuine reason to lose because they're, they're not, they don't know the game too well and they're just learning, which is fine. Or, and or my personal people- favorite, uh, people who you load into the game with uh, immediately ask not even ask for something. They demand you do something, and if you don't stop what you're doing and meet their demands, they will they will throw a bunch of racial slurs into the chat, mute the chat, and then can proceed to feed their ass off. Like, I feel majority of ranked is full of people who feel entitled. Yeah. Who are like, I want to do what I want to do regardless of what you want to do and how you feel about it it's 
It's more. And if I, I don't saw, get to do what I want to do, yeah. then fuck all you. Yeah, it's it's more. I saw a streamer who's seven divisions higher than me, who's been doing this for the past three years straight, do really well on this one strategy that worked this super niche time. I'm going to try it in ranked. In ranked, <laughs> not in normals. Oh. In ranked. Yeah, so League of Legends is a shithole. You, you're talking about, like, this kind of stuff just reminded me about how I actually had a match of that the other day. Like, I was playing solo queue because I just didn't have much else I felt like doing, so I just decided to do that. And I met, I basically was... I was playing support, and the, the ADC decided to play Heimerdinger, the, like, mage that tends to be in mid or top. Mm-hmm. And he basically, like, at, partway through the match, when, like, we were losing kind of badly, but it, like, we could possibly recover from it, but it wasn't looking too great, he just randomly says in the chat, don't worry about it, we scale. And just, like, this is just coming from nowhere on my end. So I just type in the chat, who the hell are you talking to? Nobody, like, because nobody said anything to prompt that. And he's just like, you, we're a four stack. I'm like, dude. You did and you still do look fucking crazy because I didn't know you were four stack and you just said that in the middle blue. I didn't say I didn't do or say anything to prompt you saying that. Like what the hell? Yeah, some people mm. are just weird yeah, like that. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's like uh also like my fucking Warhammer game, yeah. but we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh oh, fuck, there was another point I was gonna bring up with the uh, fucking League of Legends. Oh god, I'm having a, I'm having an actual fucking brain fart here. There was a point I was going to bring up about. Yeah, no, that's it. Playing support in League of Legends is literally you just you just throwing a hail mary in that fucking game because you're saying to everyone else, uh, "Win this game for me, please." Because if you, in order for you to play support properly, you have to be the weakest player on your team. Like everything, yeah. yeah, everything relies solely on everyone else doing well. It's it's the carry me role. Oh, to a degree, to, to there a degree. are stronger supports, which basically it and it's also a point. It gets to a point where if everyone else is failing, you can do a fuck it and just go damage. Yeah, it's also a kind of a case of you're supposed to like get the ADC fed so that they can do well. Yeah. Well, at this point here in League's meta, from meta, I mean, like the last time I fucking played, like two, three months ago, was like it's it's not the ADC, it's whoever you're with in bot lane because the ADC is so bottom tier in terms of shit, they might as well just not exist anymore. I can't speak to that because I haven't played a. Uh, I was like one of the most popular League bot lanes I've in, seen is Yasuo in, and Pantheon. I want to say years. Yeah. One of the most popular bot lanes is like Yasuo and Pantheon. All right, because I can't, I can't, can't give you on that one. All I know is from my experience, this is what it is. And I don't think the, the fucking community of League has changed whatsoever. No, it has. It didn't change fucking five years ago. It's not going to change five years from now. It's still going to be the same toxic shithole of 14 year olds who all think they're faker. Yeah, it's really just like I've. I honestly think, and I think this is a well-shared uh, statement of, like, League community is the worst community in gaming. Yeah. And it's 
it's quite easy to say that when league community is so big. It's but a majority of that community are toxic assholes who feel entitled. Yeah, it's it's I don't, I don't know. It's like it's I'd say it's similar to the Dark Souls fandom or the community, where like they sort of pride themselves on the fact their games are hard, and they won't they, they won't adhere to bad design whenever it's presented to them. So I was like, oh, yeah. yes, D- Dark Souls is the hardest game ever. It's like, that's it. I, I only sh- I only tune into new people playing Dark Souls so I can watch them die and laugh at them. Yeah, that's what people do. Yeah. It's like, aha, you died. And it's like, yeah, you suck. And people like that. Yeah. That's pretty much like the Dark Souls community. That's what I've seen from the Dark Souls community. I don't know if there mm. are those are particular outliers. But it it seems like I'm always running into the same outliers. If if that's them, yeah. Like when I was streaming Dark Souls, uh, like when I was playing through the Dark Souls series and streaming it, uh, many people would jump in the stream, and then like because I wasn't dying, like people weren't like entertained, and like it's either you know I was either not entertaining them in which I was trying my best, or they just wanted to come see me die and I just wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, if people who want to come, like, like, they want to see you fail, and that's just like a Sean Fryer? Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, yeah. Yep. Good old Schadenfreude. That kind of just reminds me about those, like, YouTube journal things that we, fa- like, we found out about a while back mm-hmm. if you remember what I'm talking about the ones that were like uh, is Dark Souls a journalist approved game oh right <laughs> those yeah those Dark Souls has it to is. be a journalist approved game because again the Dark Souls fan base is just far too rabid to not give it 10 out of 10s like if FromSoft releases a game it's game of the year that's pretty much how it goes so like if FromSoft releases a game this year, it's game of the year. Elden Ring is game of the year. We've already we've already called it. Sekiro was game of the year when it came out. Bloodborne was game of the year. Dark Souls 3 I, was game Sekiro of the year. Sekiro was game of the year, and I felt that was a surprise. Really? I did not think that Sekiro would get game of the year. Nah, it's it, it's it's really just hit that point where it's if FromSoft puts out a game, it's game of the year. Like Elden Ring Pretty should much. in no way, shape, or form be game of the year because of just how fucking bad it is on launch. But people will will still adamantly defend it with their lives. Well, that comes to a weird sort of... Uh, huh. A weird space where game reviewers don't exactly review a game based on the condition it comes out in. No, they review their experience which is the contents yeah 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 they can only really review their experience which is fine until the experience that they're having is different from the experience that everyone else is having that's when questions mm. start to be raised because mm. like, it's like yeah, with, it's- uh, i'm not sure if it was it with cyberpunk yeah it was with cyberpunk where all of the reviewers are saying, man, Cyberpunk is a really fucking good game. You should go and get it. It's it's really fucking good. And then when Pete, when independent reviewers came out and took a look at it, they're like, this game's a piece of what shit. The what the fuck are you, are you talking on? about? Yeah. 
So that was, yeah. So that, that's definitely where it, where it fucking comes into it. Was like CD Projekt Red did so, did something. They either paid someone off or they did something. But that's it, it's yeah. It, it, I don't yeah. think CD Projekt Red paid anyone off. It must I think been. it's more the fact that like there's a culture around Cyberpunk 2077 which everyone wanted to be good. Like everyone wanted it to be good. Yeah. Like I don't want games to come out bad. No, I want a game not. to be good. But uh, we'll call a spade a spade. Yeah, and this is like as I, I don't want games to be bad. I just want a good game to come out. I don't have to worry about performance issues and that sort of stuff. But it's become the norm where games just launch it now, patch because, it later. Yeah, yeah, and. I understand that games in their complexity now are a lot harder to work with than they were once upon a time back in the old days. Mm. I'd like your place. Like once it's on a disc, you ship it. That is it. So having that sort of situation with the games becoming more complex, you're going to run into these issues. Um, and with the more and more hard, more and more hardware that comes out, it's going to become even more complex. So I understand games coming out in a bad state is one thing. But as long as I make it good. Yeah. And when you make it good and it's fun to play, then I'll get involved. But but the culture around like these big games like Elden Ring, Cyberpunk, The Witcher and all that sort of stuff, like... Yeah, they're fun games, but they're not like 10 out of 10 games. They're not 10 out of 10s. Hell, I would argue they're not even 9 out of 10s. But I also feel that's a matter of perspective as well. I'd honestly say that Total Warhammer 3 and Elden Ring both deserve the same score of a 7 out of 10. Both of them. Because they both have the exact Mm. same issues. Okay. Um... Yeah, when it comes to issues of the game's release, but like, mm. I just want, I like, I don't want, I'm not seeing you going, man, I hope Elder Ring sucks ass. No. And it's like, no way. The more good games that come out, the more happier I am. But at the same time, you want it to be good, but unfortunately, they're not. And that's what becomes an issue. It's just like, I want there to be good games, but unfortunately, that's not how we live. Um. Yeah. So is that a that's your week? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, we'll dive into my week. I only have two things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is the Warhammer tournaments I've been involved in. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm in two Warhammer 40k tabletop tournaments right now. One is one held in person at my local. Uh, shop place uh, and the other one is the Dice Check Tournament Online so Dice Check is a YouTube channel hosted by Magic Carpers Fly and Bricky makes an appearance and lots of stuff quite often uh, basically had a Discord thing going hey look we uh, were hosting an online tournament with Tabletop Simulator and all those who want to get involved can come play so I signed up and I got put into a pod and 
pod is basically a group of four people and you play everyone in that pod. Uh, three games in, I am technically undefeated. <laughs> and I say technically undefeated because I've won all my games two on technicalities. <laughs> so the first game, I was matched up against one dude. And he's these people are all in different time zones. So I had to organize around them and they had to organize around me, et cetera, et cetera. So first one, me and the guy talked and we figured out our time zones. And he is like, I think 10 or so hours ahead of me. So I'm like, all right, when can you play? And he goes, I can own, the other guy's like, I can only play in the evening. I'm like, okay, I can make this work. I can do a game in the morning for you. And then you play in the evening. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. So my 7 a.m. was his like 8 p.m. or something like that. So we organized it and then so I wake up six six o'clock in the morning, get like a shower, have breakfast and stuff. 6.30, I send him a message going, are you ready for a game? And like 10 minutes to seven, no response still. Like, fuck. Send another message game. Send him another message. Hey, are you alive? No reply. <laughs> it gets to about... 8.30, or I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to send the message to the, the tournament organizer. I'm like, hey, this dude's a no-show. Do you know where he is? And he goes, I'll oh, just send him another message. And if he doesn't reply, then try to organize another time. And then I get a message literally five minutes later going, uh, we're playing tomorrow. And we're, no, we've, we've organized this. It's literally like 7 a.m. my time, 8 p.m. your time on this Friday. And he goes, no, it's tomorrow. And like, is it Friday where you are? Yes. So it's today. He goes, no, it's tomorrow. So I quote replied his thing saying Friday. And he goes, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. We have to do it tomorrow. I'm like, fine. Same time? Yeah, cool. Same time. All right. Come 6.30. Hey, you ready for our game? And then 7 o'clock, still no reply. Fuck. Uh, I'm like, all right. At, at 8 o'clock... If there's still no reply, I'm going to say to this tournament organizer and see what happens. No reply at 8 o'clock. I go to a tournament organizer. Dude's no show. What do I do from here? And he goes, uh, I'll try and talk to him. And then like five minutes later, dude's like, yeah, something came up. I have to forfeit. And I'm like, great. You didn't. I have to get up early in the fucking morning for this bullshit. And he didn't like care to message me at all. So I automatically won that game. Second game was with another dude and we actually played the game. We actually played a game. So my death guard versus his crusher stampede tyranids. And I won by a single point. It was a close and fun game. And then I won by a single point and we shook hands virtually and we called it a day. Cool. Two out of zero. Uh, two wins, no losses. Then we get to the third game. And I'm like, hey, Alex, you want to sit in on this one? You want to watch? He's like, yeah, sure. Yep. I, I sat in on this game that I watched. And and me trying to organize a game with this guy already raised red flags. Like, oh, no. so let's go back to my messages. So I'm like, fucking how's it going? Um what's your time zone? And he's like GMT plus one. I'm like, what are your available times? 
And his reply is, what are yours first and foremost? And I went, oh, oh my God, I'm going to be dealing with one of these motherfuckers. Like one of these like cringe kids who like super into anime. Like he's avatars of a fucking, a, a human, humanized version of a Pokemon, that kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, uh, anytime. So I replied to him saying anytime after 9 p.m. Because uh, I, I work from four to nine every day. So uh, my time zone is GMT plus 1030. His reply is, and dot, 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 what is your time? I was like, this motherfucker. So I repeat with go, okay, as I said, after any time after nine, preferably GMT 10.30. So we're going to start at 10 p.m. my time. Uh, so I, after I said this, he goes, what is your time zone? I get what time you're able, but what is your time zone? I've told him my time zone twice at this point. Oh. You think you would have picked up it was GMT 10.30? And he's like, maybe we can do it Saturday. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, can we do it a little bit later? Uh, because I have to go pick up my car and that sort of stuff. So we organized it for 11 p.m. Saturday by time. And then I was like, is this good by you? And he goes, I think so. If not, maybe Tuesday. Okay, okay. I'll send you a message on the day and see if it's all good. And on the day I send him a message, he goes, I think so. How many more hours? And I say, eight and a half. And he goes, yep, yeah, works. And then about two hours before, he goes, my dog needs to go to the vet. Can you do it sometime tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, that that's perfectly fine. That's and a I valid go, reason yeah, to want I go, to put it off. Yeah, go, yeah, okay, I hope everything is okay. To which he replies with this. She appears to be in a lot of pain. Need to see if anything serious is going on. If there is, I'm going to have to remedy that. Huh? I'm like, what kind of... Like, just from that, I'm sitting there going like, your pet is in pain. You take it to the vet and you're like, if there's something wrong, I'm going to have to remedy that. Like, it just sounds so heartless. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, so, and then so it's the next day. I'm like, all right, are you ready? Um, and he goes, yeah, uh, he has about three and a half hours to play. So if we start by the appointed time, should it be enough to play to the end? I'm like, yes, that's cool. My last game went for two and a half hours. And he goes, did you win that one? I'm like, yes. He goes, cool. And I went, but that went for the full five rounds. So he replies with, huh, interesting i'm like oh my god fuck and so he joins the voice chat alex is in the voice chat and he's like all right we need to he he's telling me we need to start by this thing i've only got this amount of time it takes him another half hour to set up like he's dicking around a half hour so then not only is his army set up wrong but he doesn't even know the rules to his own army properly Mm. to the point in where he is doing things with his tower army which like that doesn't sound right like he goes i get to re-roll uh one one dice of one 
every attack or something to which he started off re-rolling hit rolls of one and then he moved over to re-rolling wound rolls of one whenever it suited him i'm like okay what's the rules for that and he go and he starts doing like my first game i ever had online i had a guy who was like i'll teach you how to play and then just wanted an easy win and try yeah. to decimate my army by going, by the way, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And does all these things without any evidence or explanation. Mm. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> and this guy was doing the same thing. He was doing all these things and there was no evidence of what he was doing. He was just saying things and he explained none of it to which we're like, we need to see some evidence to which um, we got into an argument at one point because he was shooting my soldiers with a uh, pulse carbine with no armor pen. And then I'm like, because I'm in light cover, I get plus one of my saves. So I'm still on a two. And he goes, oh, by the way, one armor pen. He changed his weapon profile on the spot to which like Alex and the other... Uh, supervisor we all double checked to see if he was shooting from this thing and when he said yes cool i'm shooting with this cool 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 and then he's like by the way i'm shooting with this now well he didn't say that he goes no i'm using this weapon when we go we tried to clarify which weapon you use and he said this weapon and now you're using a different weapon and it's like yep well basically now i was using this weapon for the entire thing essentially like he fucked up and he wouldn't admit he fucked up to the point where he was like saying we were toxic, that we need to fuck off and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sitting here going like, are you fucking kidding me? And then like, he didn't even know how to use the tower marker lights properly because a tower marker light is. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an action he, that needs to be taken at the in your movement, in phase. Your movement phase. And when it's, when the action resolves, you need to roll a D6 and on a four or higher. Three, three up. Yeah, three up. Th- oh, three up. Yeah. On a three up, that's when the marker light actually goes out. You don't get to actually what- put the marker light on a unit because you just said, I want a marker light on this unit. You actually need to take a shot. Yes. Yeah. Um, to which when he put a marker light on a unit, um, he believed because what marker lights do, it, it gives you. Plus one, uh, plus ne- one to negative hit. one to hit. Yeah, plus one to hit. Yeah, plus one to so hit. So if you hit on a dice roll of three and up, you now hit on a dice roll of two and up. Uh, he thought that every unit in his army can shoot and it won't expend that marker light. When it's actually no, one unit gets to shoot. And then once that unit's done shooting, the marker light is gone. No more marker light. And we're trying, like he didn't set up his army so we could actually look at what it had. He literally just pulled some models and then just used his thing. So like it, like it made it very difficult to know what he was doing. Yeah. And then at the start of the game, he's like, my unit has this thing, which means every one of my unit gets this. And then like, I'm like, what's that ability? And he goes, moving on. I'm like, no, no, no you need to explain to me what this ability is so I can look it up because I don't, I'm not trusting what you are saying anymore to which after like five minutes of arguing, 
I finally got the ability name out of him and I found out it's not even close to how it works because his ability is, oh, like uh, I get to cast something onto a unit and they get to re-roll a hit roll of one and you have to cast that from your commander onto a unit at in your command phase. You know, you can only do it to one unit. Yeah. He was within doing nine it, inches. Yeah, he was doing it in to his shooting it. phase after yeah. he rolled the shots. Mm-hmm. And then Yeah, and then he was just throwing it out to like uh fucking sort of safety net his losses. Yes. To which then he was like, I'm going to re-roll this dice twice which is not how dice rolls work you can only re-roll a dice once and that's when i spoke up and went oh no hang on yeah alex is like no i just checked you can only roll the dice once yeah per phase yeah so so he's like no 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 because i got this it's like no you can only roll what the one dice once unless you have an ability which lets you re-roll the hit roll or the wound roll, but that is it. Yeah. You can't yeah. roll yeah. the same dice. You can't, you can't roll re-roll the same twice. dice more than once. After, like, yeah. So if you have an ability that says um, on what, re-roll ones and you re-rolled a two into a one, you do not get to re-roll that one out. That yeah, one is there. And he was just free to go, well, I got this, I got that. And like- I said, Alex, me, and this other supervisor were like super confused because this guy was just throwing shit out and not actually explaining anything. Yeah, me and we had to. Me and the other supervisor were on fucking. We had like six tabs of Wahapedia open, just looking up rules and shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here going like, dude, I shouldn't have to tell you how your own army works. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there going, I have to double check every fucking thing this guy does because, one, he isn't explaining shit. Two, he's misinterpreting everything to his own advantage. Mm. And three, like, I'm sitting here learning his army more than he knows his own army. (laughs) Yeah. And that became frustrating because I'm like, I want to do my own thing. It also became frustrating. Because when we asked him, have you read the core rules? He said, no. Like, he's like, I can't afford it. Yeah, he's like, I can't afford the core rules. It's online for free. Yeah, the core rules are online for free. Everyone can read the core rules. And he's basically going like, everyone keeps telling me different things. I'm like, if anything is different from what we've just told you, it's incorrect because we're reading it from the rules directly. Yeah. We're not... We're not going, I think, therefore. We're going, here's where it states in the rule book. Here's the evidence from the core rule book. If anyone else has told you otherwise, they're lying. Yeah. And it got to literally the end of turn two of his turn. He's like, I forfeit. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I forfeit. I just can't do this. I can't do this. I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'll take the win then. And it's just like, yeah, no, nah, this is too overwhelming. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, like welcome to Warhammer. Yeah. And he, that's like, yeah, if we said welcome to Warhammer, 
when we first started arguing initially. And, he's, and he was like, oh, Warhammer fucking sucks. You, like, everyone sucks. I'm like, why are you playing then? Why yeah. are you investing all this money if you're like, fuck this, fuck that? Like, we're only telling you the rules. Like, we're not going, we're not making this shit out of our asses. We're going, here's where it says in the rule book, like this rule. Here's where it says in your codex the rule, which you are clearly misinterpreting. So did you even read your fucking codex? Because you just straight made up what half of this shit does. Yeah. And the worst part is because we all use a program called Yellow Scribe, which goes, all right, you make your list in battle list. And then you import it into Yellowscribe, which is a program, and then you assign all the characteristics from your list onto models. So you can clearly see how much uh, HP your model has, how far they can move, what weapons they have, and every every little detail you need to know. He didn't have any of that. In fact, he had out, outdated models with outdated information on it with no actual information about what these units have what abilities they have or the proper information and i'm sitting there going like like essentially it's him going you should take my word for it and i'm like can you just fuck off and play the game properly yeah like fucking he came out yeah he's like can you can we like we're like can you cite your sources and his sources were dude trust me dude trust me yeah and it got to a point where like even i like i'm mistaken a rule which was the dead walk again. I thought the dead walk again was a per turn thing. Nope, turns out it's once per battle. And I'm like, oh shit, I learned something today. Good to know. Like, I don't want to be cheating anyone out of a win and stuff. I now know that I can only do this once per battle. And then when we try to teach this guy something, it's not fuck off. You worry about you. Well, you're an active competitor. I can't just me worry about me. I have to worry about you as well because you can, if, if I just trusted you complicitly, you can just go ahead and fucking cheat till the cows come home and I wouldn't know the fucking difference. But well, here I am thing. learning your goddamn army so I can call you out on your bullshit. Yeah. It was like, dude, just like you need to know your army. Like, yes, if you haven't played many games before, I can understand that. But when you are clearly misinterpreting your rules and then saying we're toxic for correcting you, like, fuck off with that dumbass bullshit. Like, I shouldn't have to be literally second-guessing everything you do because... Like, I have to worry about my own army. I have to worry about my own tactics. And then this motherfucker takes Tau into melee distance. He moves Tau into melee distance. Like, how fucking retarded can you be? He moves Tau into melee distance of Death Guard. So Tau are essentially just a exclusive shooting army. Death Guard are like, yeah, they shoot a little, but they're all about that melee. Yeah. So if you take a unit that is weak to melee into a unit that is strong to melee, you fucked up. Yeah. I I play fucking Blood Angels. They are the melee Space Marine faction. And even I don't go ahead and charge fucking Blood Angels into the Death Guard. Like it, like it's, 
it's one of those things. Like this guy's obviously new; he's learning, but he's picked an army with a codex that have just been revised, mm-hmm. mind you. And he's like, "Yeah, I want to learn these. Cool. Well, I am glad to, you know, help you learn to a degree. I shouldn't be like." teaching you how to play your army but if you're like hey what's this rule hey can you help me with this different story but he was like no fuck off wow like literally told us to fuck off multiple times calling us toxic and then crying to high heaven yeah my favorite we called him out on his bullshit yeah my favorite part was when he would tell us to shut up because we're wasting time and then when we try to explain to him the reason that we're wasting time is because he's getting all the shit wrong, he'd be like, ah, zip, stop. Yes, yeah. stop talking over me. So you're talking stop over talk- us. Stop talking. Yeah, like he's literally talking over us. I'm sitting like, oh my God, I don't know if I can keep this up. I'm sitting here like with my hands on my temples going, are you fucking kidding me? Can you just, oh my God. And then literally, so he finishes his turn and it's like, I forfeit. Like, and everyone was just like, are you, are you sure? He goes, yeah, forfeit. I can't handle this. Can't do it. Too overwhelming. And I tried to be like nice about it. as hey, man, like everyone's learning. I'm sorry if I got aggressive at you, that sort of stuff. But like, we it, Warhammer is a complicated game with so many different interactions and that sort of stuff. And he goes, yeah, yeah, okay. And then he's like, oh, yeah, bye. And he leaves. I'm like, great. So he forfeits this round two. I don't get, like, I automatically win because it's a, it's a forfeit. But I'm sitting here going like, I'm trying to play, just play games of Warhammer. I just want to play games of Warhammer. I've gotten only one good game in out of three. Only one good game. And it was, it was a fun game. It was a close game. We both had fun. Uh... And we both learn. We it's something like that. Like, but like when I have to deal, and I knew, like I came to Alex as soon as he said the first thing to me, which is well, not first thing, but like the third thing. What are your times first and foremost? And I'm like to Alex, Alex, it's one of those people. Yeah, that was. And yeah, I knew this guy was going to be a problem from fucking like the third thing he ever said. And he became a fucking problem every step of the way. Yeah. When you've been on the internet as long as we have, you uh, you pick up on uh, the red flags. Just, just, the, just the language he used. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be one of these people. And yeah, like it was one of those fucking annoying ass people. And like I sent Alex a video of what I ex- kind of expected him to be, like that kind of annoying person. Which is the guy pretending to be a villain on some chat fucking roulette oh, yeah. thing. The, the, the chat roulette fucking... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I, this is what I expect him to be, but no, he just seemed like a fucking annoying ass kid who just wanted an easy win by going, I... This is how I interpret this rule, so this is fact. And we were like, no, that's not how that works. And then he's like, I'm going to do this. 
And like, that was the most infuriating part is when he's like, I'm going to shoot with this weapon. I'm like, all right, are you shooting with the pulse carbine? Yes, I am shooting with the pulse carbine. Cool. All right. Actually, I was shooting uh, with the pulse rifle after you got that plus one. Like, yeah. yeah. Fucking, like, I've, no, I've already so like, rolled hits. I've, uh, I've rolled my wounds. Oh, you get plus one to your armor save because of you're in cover. Actually, I was shooting with the pulse rifle, not the pulse carbine. Yeah, it was essentially that. So it's just like, so we're like, all right, are you shooting with the pulse carbine? Yes. It goes, okay. So you're shooting with the pulse carbine into my plague marines. All right. Since my plague marines are within light cover and dense cover, they have, they're like negative one to hit. Uh, and, uh, they get a negative one to their armor save. So um, so they have a saving throw of three. Being in cover, in this cover, they now have a saving throw of two. And it's just like, nah, I've got negative one armor pen. I'm like, the pulse carbine hasn't got it. He goes, I'm not shooting with the pulse carbine. I'm shooting with the pulse rifle. And I'm like, you, we just confirmed you were shooting with the pulse carbine, and he's just like, "No, I never said I, I never said I was using the pulse carbine." I'm like, "Yes, you did. We confirmed this." And then Alex and the other dude, like, "Yes, you said pulse carbine," and he goes, "No, I'm shooting with the pulse rifle because it's got negative one AP." I'm like, "You just said like, you've done your, you've allocated your attacks, you've allocated your weapon." You can't just change it midway through. And then we're, and everyone was going, yeah, you can't change your profile. That's that's cheating. And he goes, no, I never said pulse. He literally, adamant he never said pulse carbine. When everyone heard him say pulse carbine, and I double-checked he was using pulse carbine, and he did all the rolls with the pulse carbine, and then when it affected him, he changed his weapon profile. Yeah. And we're all like, you can't do that. And he was like, you guys are toxic, fuck off, you know, that sort of stuff. And it got to the point where it's like, you know what? Just fucking, you can just use the pulse rifle. Like it got, it literally just, it was like, you just fucking use the pulse rifle. And because it was negative one hour pen, he killed the unit. But like the, the fact of like, he was like, I'm going to use this. And it was like, all right, my marker lights do this. I'm like, that doesn't seem correct. And he's like, but it is. Keep going. I'm like, no, I'm checking this up. And then I found out that's not how marker lights work. And he's just like, no, that's how it works. I'm like, uh, the rules are right here. That's not how it works, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a fucking, it's trying to deal with an autistic child and it's just like, yeah. And then it's like, on, oh, I on give a up. game on a game they made up and keep changing the rules to. Yeah. Like he constantly kept like changing things up or changing his rules to oh. suits him to whatever he was doing. And it was frustrating even to the point where he starts moving models without measuring how far they're moving. I'm like, um, you need to measure that. He goes, Oh no, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. I need to see how far you're moving those units. And he got upset with that. Yeah. He got upset with I asked him to see how far his units were moving because he was just moving his units without measuring them. Yeah. And I was like, I no, you need I need 
like I have to supervise you and what you're doing sort of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, like just dealing with this motherfucker. And I'm so glad he forfeited. Like I felt I was going to win that anyway because he started moving town to melee distance. And then I'm just like, like, and then he forfeit. I'm like, oh great, I don't have to deal with this motherfucker. Yeah, like it. It was literally like probably two and a half hours in, and we only got through halfway of round two. Wow! Like he was and gonna, he, only, he was he, gonna fucking lose next turn. Like, and he, he was, said he has three yeah. hours to play if we start by the appointed time. So he had two and a half. So he forfeited at. Because, yeah, it took him half an hour to set up, even though I got the game ready for him and ready to go before the starting time. Um, and then two and a half hours later, he forfeits. And I'm like, okay, fucking fine. I'll take that win. I still have one more game to go, though, uh, against, uh, who is it? Sir Lolo. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Where is Sir Lolo? I don't know who what army he has. Imperial fists. Oof. So I'm gonna. They are. I gotta look up what imperial fists do. The imperial fists are a defensive, uh, based space marine chapter. Yeah, I gotta see like because we can't see each other's lists until we actually start the game. So, uh, the art of war states that I need to know my enemy better than he knows himself. That's why I look into the lists and shit. But uh, so you basically try and predict what kind of stuff they're gonna have and how to deal with it. Yes. Yeah, you're going to be and- looking at um, not not aggressors, definitely terminators. You're going to be. You are definitely going to go up. Be going up against terminators, not assault terminators, but just terminator squads in general. Yeah, I'm expecting some terminator squads in a uh, space marine group. But yeah, that's the last game. So technically, I'm undefeated. Technically, even though I played one, uh, I'd say one and a half games, undefeated. <laughs> I will take that win. Uh, so yeah that's my Warhammer experience uh, other thing I've been playing this week uh, is a quaint old game called Front Mission Free mm. uh, this is a game for the Playstation 1 it is a like a mech mech styled a no not ace, XCOM style it's a mech XCOM styled game where uh, how do I put it? So uh, let's see what the definition is. Uh, front mission free. Let's see what genre it comes up as. It is tactical role playing strategy game. So came out in nineteen ninety nine. Old game. Uh, it was the first front mission to ever get an English release. Uh, and then they did Front Mission two, 1 and 2. Uh, they remade Front Mission 1 for the DS. And I don't know about Front Mission 2. But they are remaking Front Mission 1 and 2 for the Switch. 
which is why I'm playing Front Mission Free. Uh, game's fucking great. I love it the bits. It is uh, both a gem in uh, its dialogue, and it is also fun to play. Uh, it has a lot of customization options for your mech. So it's not like... Um, What's that? It's not like armored core or heavy gear uh, levels of customization, but it's like you can customize your body, your arms, your legs, your like suit, your CPU. You basically have to balance. You make builds for your robot. So if I want a tanky, punchy robot, I would get uh, robots with a lot of HP for the body because once you destroy the body the entire robot's dead but if like you destroy the arms or the legs so if you destroy the arms so how do i put it let's say my tanky fucking punchy robot fought up against another robot there are one two three four five health bars on that robot there is a health bar for each arm a health bar for the legs a health bar for the body, and a health bar for the pilot. Now, if you take out the arms, any weapons in those arms are now disabled. If you take out the legs, they can only move one square at a time compared to you could probably move like, uh, like if I had like a uh, lightweight robot, I could move like up to 10 squares. But if you take out my legs, I can only move one. If you kill the pilot, uh, then the robot is just deactivated. And if the enemy surrenders their robot at all, I get to keep that robot. That mech is now mine. And I can either strip it for parts or sell it or customize it myself. So when I see like a really cool new robot, I'm like, fuck yeah, I want that robot. I want its parts. Give me its parts. But you have to make the pilot surrender, which doesn't always happen. But you can get abilities which kill the pilot or knock the pilot out. And all you have to do is just kill the pilot from that point on and then you get that robot. Uh, so it's that. But if you kill the body, the body die, like the entire robot dies regardless. Uh, you don't get to aim where to hit on that robot. It's just like a roll of the dice on where you hit. So I could like swing five times and each of those times I could literally hit any, everything but the body. Uh, but once you disable its arms, you can't, it can't do shit. It can't do shit. So if you either take out the arms or the body, it, it's fucking useless. Um, and yeah, you can literally make builds for robots. You can have like robots that do artillery strikes from the back, uh, heavy tank robots that focus on like, like punching shit and you can give it buffs to its punching. Uh, you can have robots into medium range or close range with shotguns or you can have snipe. Like it's like, it, there's a lot of options to this game and it's really fun. And it's also incredibly long. This game has two campaigns. Uh, and what campaign you do is literally decided on a literal like a one or two choice option menu in like the first five minutes of the game. 
and it doesn't even say that oh if you go this option you do this campaign or if you go this option you do this campaign it's literally hey do you want to go out with your friend or do you want to stay behind and work and if you go out with your friend you do the Emma campaign, which is essentially you are helping the United States nation's army because the Japanese army mm-hmm. has stolen a uh, ecological nuclear bomb. So this bomb basically, it's essentially a nuke that doesn't harm the environment. What a world to live in. <laughs> uh, and Emma's campaign goes for 60 hours. And then you have the other campaign, which I haven't done or even started. That goes for about 40 hours. But they're similar yet different. So they have a bunch of different missions and different story, but they do share some missions. Um, So, yeah, that's like really cool to know for a game, which is back in the fucking 90s. Uh, Like Final Fantasy is a long game, but that was on like, what, four discs or three discs? This is on one. And as I said, it's like an XCOM style game as well. So like, you know, you have to uh, run around on like a grid and then you have to fire your weapon, which has like a percent chance of hitting, so to speak. Uh, You don't get Overwatch though, but you do get like a retaliation hit, which is uh, if you have enough AP, so basically your units have like a certain amount of action points and moving takes action points and shooting takes action points. Also, if an enemy was to attack you, if you have a weapon that can engage them in the same range, you can then use some of your action points to retaliate. And you can do that as long as you have action points. So there's that. Um, But it's really fun. And the dialogue is so fucking weird. The dialogue is a gem because like it's so like, for example, there's one mission. So the main character super obsessed with his sister, like absolutely obsessed with his sister. It's not even his real sister. She was adopted and literally she works. What are you doing? What are you doing in that? Japanese defense facility steps this or apparently doing her job uh, so your sister works for the JDF uh, your character ends up well he starts working for the JDF and then ends up either continuing to work for the JDF or an Emma's campaign tells them to go fuck themselves um, does he also play Warhammer probably and he probably doesn't even know the rules to the answers as well which I found interesting Wanzers have a nickname. So Wanzers are walking pansers, I believe they're called. So I go Wanzer. Wanzer. Wander Panzer. Walking Panzer. So yeah, they're called Wander Panzers. Or as the the prologue... uh, the prologue for Front Mission likes to call them uh, WAP. So WAP for sure, which I found fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, wet ass pants. <laughs> like, I just love it. Like, 
fucking future language fucked up everything for us, man. But yeah, WAPs. Wet ass pansies. So you work for the JDF as a test pilot and your sister works as a scientist for the JDF. Uh, There's an explosion at the JDF facility where she works. And then for the entirety of the game, uh, he's just like, I need to go save my sister. Uh, like over dramatic, my sister all the fucking time. Like it's all about his sister every time. And then literally when the story goes, Hey, there's, there's something over here. It's like completely distracted and nothing about his sister. Like go to a mission where we're like, I need to go save my sister. Here's some information. Let's go. And we get to a place along the way where we meet a confrontation between two Wanzers. And one of them's like, Hey, uh, people in this village know our secret. Those people need to die. And the other guy's just like, Nah, nah, I'm a defender's village. And then my character's like, he must be the good guy. Let's help him. And everyone else is like, are you, fu- are you, are you fucking kidding me? What, why are we helping him? We don't even know him. He goes, because he's risking his life to save that village, he must be the good guy. And he turns out to be the good guy anyway. So yeah. I guess he's got a fucking good choice of character. I don't fucking know. But, uh, well, he saw him helping a village, not, uh, sending him messages about his time zones first and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. I. Hold up. <laughs> oh, it's such a scarring experience. Uh, so I'm going to put in the general chat mm-hmm. an image of. What a re- a regular ass wet ass panzer looks like mm-hmm. at the start of the game, and then yeah, this is what your fucking things like look up. This is what like your fi- this is what it looks like mid game, <laughs> yeah, and then it turns into a fucking Gundam. So be careful who you call the- ugly in middle school. Yeah, so like this the starting wanger is through like. A square block mech with a like level one assault rifle, and then that the dude looks like you from Minecraft. Yeah, and then the next one is like this like futuristic looking like mech with two rail cannons on shoulder pads and two machine gun. Like it is strapped. It is fucking strapped like that's the level of customization you can get like i'm not even close to that that bottom one and i'm like 18 hours in (laughs) it is fucking great i love it but yeah like the game is fucking great the commentary is like out of this world bad and weird but i love it like this is, and the and like the because they have portraits of the characters, like the characters are so over dramatic, like so over dramatic. Like one of them was of uh, my of the main character's sister. It's just like, hey, wait, I'll see if I can. F- I probably can't find it in the general chat because it's buried along memes. Uh, I would 
definitely a post to the Celestine, no. Uh, okay, it's too far back. But it's essentially of like my sister going, Ha, huh, did you did you work on this bomb? And it's just like, yeah, I did. Why is that? And then it's just like this overdramatic thing. It's like, it's a weapon of mass destruction. Like crazy, like, like faces about to fucking explode of emotion. And then you get like gems, like the one I posted before of their attempt at hacking, which is fucking great. If I could find it, where is it? There it is. So it's like, all right, we need to hack into the enemy's website. And it's like, insert password. They insert the password. They insert, not not the password. They insert a password saying, let me in. It's like checking password, password error. Please re-enter password. And the operator's like, we can't get past their security. <laughs> it's like, are you, did you even fucking try? Oh, it's great. And you meet, you get a fair amount of characters as well. So, like, Front Mission Free, fun-ass game. Playing it through Retro Arc through Steam, which is a godsend. Retro Arc is fucking great. Uh, but, unfortunately, I don't think it ever, it's ever going to get an official PlayStation 2 core for me to play, like, Front Mission 4 and stuff like that. So, I'm just going to have to... Just going to... Just going to have to play the core the playstation 2 core that's not on their website <laughs> let's see how that goes but yeah front mission free is great warhammer fun when people behave and that's that's <laughs> literally just my week whoa that's a lot of talking i need to go grab a drink how about i start the first article with you guys mm-hmm. oh yeah and then we can we can hold it while you How go. How to induce drink. vomiting? Um, we can't do that one without you. So, <laughs> first article: uh, Elder Ring players are buying millions of runes on eBay. What? Uh, so they're I so think I think you, I know what this is about. So. Uh, PC Gamer did a article about people selling runes. Uh, some brave soul at Eurogamer bought Elden Ring runes on eBay, so you don't have to. Uh, God, that man deserves a raise. He, actually, he so should be reimbursed for that money. So basically, it's like essentially they summon you into their world, and then they use a duping glitch to drop golden runes on the ground and you just pick them up they sell how much are they selling for for 34 million runes 40 US dollars Jesus Christ yeah or and this is a this is the or if you really want to test some bullshit out, probably just use Cheat Engine and play it offline. Yeah. Don't actually spend money. Like, don't actually spend money on eBay runes. Just don't. If you do, 
uh, fuck your cake, I guess, because that's you're, you're a dumbass. Mm. But yeah, uh, so you guys can discuss the sale of runes on eBay while I quickly grab a drink. Record. Oh, a flashlight. Whatever you get, want to get up to, Kenny. So runes are like the um. I'm actually trying to do something, but runes are like the are basically the souls of that game, aren't they? Yeah. They're like currency for shopping and leveling up. Yeah, and you use them for like pretty much everything, like from shopping to leveling to anything you can pay currency for. Pretty much runes is the currency you have. Yeah, to it's pay. just the universal currency of the game. Yeah, and. The fucking I see why people are doing this is because you don't get a whole lot of runes. Like runes are super fucking scarce. Like you can you okay. spend like a good I don't know like 10 20 minutes trying to kill like a particularly difficult enemy. That's like 3000 runes. And at the point of the game where fucking I'm up to 3000 runes isn't even it's not a it's no. not a level it's not half a level it's not a quarter of a level it's negligible like no, this is 34 million runes. yeah no 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 he's talking about fighting an enemy to get yeah, runes like, all if away. you're trying to grind runes out just off mm-hmm. the like by yourself then you're going to be there for fucking ages so it's totally understandable why people would spend 34 well 40 dollars for like 34 million runes like it's totally understandable because it's a scarce currency. There's like I've I've had three back to back boss fights where I've just gone, I can't die, and I have to prioritize getting my runes back if I do die in the next boss fight because otherwise I've just wasted them because I'm just not getting enough runes to level up. Like I've barely hit level a hundred. I'm up to an area where a boss one shots me, and enemies in the area are not giving me enough runes to improve my level. It's, 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 it comes back to the, the, the floor of Elden Ring itself, where this is completely uncharted territory for FromSoft. Like Dark Souls games have been incredibly linear. It's a hallway into a hallway, into a hallway, into a boss room, into another hallway. And that's how from, that's how Dark Souls games have always been. They're incredibly linear. This is their first open world game and they haven't found their footing or put forth a lot of, you know, uh, foundation or infrastructure to build up when it comes to fighting these bosses. And it gets a bit ridiculous when you're fighting bosses that are just one shotting you and you're like, you're like level 100 and something. And you're dealing massive damage to them, and they're just smacking the shit out of you back. So it's like, Uh. you can't take those hits, but your damage is of the correct level, but your health and armor are not. And there's no way to improve on that, because majority of the armor in that game is just pallet swaps with no stat-wise differences. So like Eld- Elden Ring is the it, it's it, it's it just doesn't work. It's it's FromSoft's first foray into an open world and they've they don't know how to do that. And it really, really well, it, shows. 
Anyways, it's there's so much to do in that game for what I've seen. Hmm. And there's like there are there are fucking they've done away with mimic chests and replaced them with trap chests. And what those trap chests do is there are a lot of trap chests in the starting area. And what they do is if you get caught in a trap chest, it throws you into mid to late game areas. Oh, and what? Yeah. I'd rather the fucking mimic. Yeah. It throws you in a, to a mid to late, not area dungeon. It throws you in the middle of a mid to late game dungeon and says, cope. You can't teleport out. You can't homeward because there is no homeward bone. You can't homeward bone out. You can't do anything. So if you are if you are like what I was doing, which was exploring around opening chests, trying to level up because you were fighting a different boss in like early mid game, like I found a chest and I opened it and I was thrown to a fucking late game dungeon where the weapon I was using didn't affect the boss. Oh shit. Like, and I had like 30,000 souls on me. That's two whole levels. And I couldn't level up because I couldn't get to a bonfire. So it was either sacrifice oh. the, the past two hours of gameplay or just fucking cope. So luckily there's an item you can get in Souls games that when you die, the item breaks and you don't lose your souls. So I, I luckily I had one of those on me. I ran into the boss room, equipped that, picked up my souls, intentionally died, and then started exploring around until I found a fucking bonfire and was able to just leave. Let's get out of there. Yeah. It, and that's how it is. There's more than one of those chests. One of those fucking chests actually throws you right outside a boss room with no way to, to get out other than at beating the oh. boss. And it's a late game boss too. So they've they've fucked up a lot. Well, I'll be seeing you later. Yeah. So luckily, when I found that one there, I was at the late game. So they just threw me into a free boss fight and I just fucking romper shit stomped that boss. Like fucking no sweat. But there's a bunch of those fucking teleportation chests and they're all shit. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Yeah, it's 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 spam bush. It's honest to god, just it's it's a different kind of spam bush, and it just so it just shows zero confidence on FromSoft's part. Yeah, but everyone loves it. Yeah, everyone loves it because if they don't love it, they're met with the fucking screaming autistic herds of people who don't know how to play Tao. <laughs> It took a second, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, yeah, so. But I guess if you've got 34 million runes on you, you can beat that boss that's been one-hitting you. Yeah. If I got 34 million runes on me, that's like 10, 10 to 15 levels. And yeah, I could actually just dump all of that into my health, into my stamina, and like maybe the boss will stop one-shotting me. Like Maybe. I consistently half health that motherfucker with uh without getting touched, but the second I I even get fucking even scratched, it's death. That's an endurance thing, which I really dislike. Like 
there's a like uh, was it Medea, the dragon from Dark Souls Three? Yeah, Dark Eater Medea. That is just an endurance fight. Yeah, that's that's not a test of skill. That's not a challenge per se. It's literally, can you hit this boss without being hit twice? And say, so, hey, we uh we took a a fight from Monster Hunter and put it into Dark Souls. Good luck. Yeah, and <laughs> it's annoying. It's frustrating. Like because like I I, it's not about like like skill per se. You're meant to be patient and all that sort of stuff. But then you've got Medea, which is like has all these like stupid bullshit attacks and clears that you have to worry about. And eventually you'll beat it. You're like, cool, I beat this boss, but could you call it the hardest boss or a challenging boss? Like you can call it the hardest boss because if you get hit twice without healing, you're dead. Is it a challenging boss? No, it's not. It's not challenging me in any way, shape, or form. It's basically going, don't get hit. I'm like, well, I can do that with other enemies. Like, why is this so different? And that's what's the annoying part is like getting one hit by a boss means one or two things. One, you're not ready for it yet. Or two, it's an endurance test. Mm. And I just dislike endurance tests uh, unless I'm doing it purposely, like the fucking... Uh, fucking the uh, first boss in Dark Souls 1 with the broken sword. That's an endurance test, but that boss is like super slow and easy to walk around. Uh, but yeah, like, ugh. people are idiots for buying shit like that. Yeah. And then they'll actively defend it. It's like Dark Souls is quickly turning into Korean barbecue. <laughs> oh, God. The experience. I'm uh, not too sure if I should be surprised that that's come up, or if it, or that it didn't come up sooner. <laughs> oh no! It's, it's a great, it's a great phrase that we've invented. Yeah, the Korean barbecue. I don't think just... you invented the phrase, but the meaning. Yeah, the meaning. Yeah, we, we, we didn't we've invent we've Korean came barbecue. Up the meaning of Korean barbecue. Yeah, it's this shit experience that people say you gotta like. Yeah. So do something that's shit because the experience. Yeah. It's because it's copium. Yeah. It's essentially just like copium, but a shit experience altogether. Mm. Uh, next is Halo Infinite's co-op is coming sometime in season two. Uh, it says later than May. Hey. Uh, to which I don't know if this is telling of Halo Infinite, but I completely forgot it existed. Sometimes I forget I, Halo Infinite exists too. And I had fun playing that game. I still haven't even gotten close to beating it. I literally picked it up, played for about 10 hours, and then it just sort of slipped my mind altogether. But I am down for some co-op, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. We still need to do Halo 3 on co-op. Because we, we still haven't yeah, played through we've, that. We've, we've always finished that one, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Halo Infinite's co-op is coming, they say, later than May. Yeah, that's fine. I'm at, like, rank 90 in the battle pass. i got plenty of time to, uh, to get the other, t- like, 10 ranks. And finally, oh, uh, Nier oh. Automata is getting an anime. Finally. I guess Square Enix yeah, wants more money. Was, but, uh, oh, was- no. No, I... 
No. That's half that's half the fight article. So it just reminds me of the, the another thing I forgot to talk about. Uh, so yeah, Neil Automata is getting an anime. Uh I don't think that's gonna translate well at all. Mm. Especially of Yokotaro's storytelling. Yeah. Uh I don't think it's gonna translate well. I don't think it's, it's gonna going translate. To look pretty. Yeah, it's going but to look I, pretty. Mm. I'm going to enjoy seeing two B's ass on the screen because I always enjoy seeing two B's ass regardless. But mm. Yoko Taro's storytelling method is purely for an interactive medium, yeah. not a passive one. Like, yeah. And if you haven't played fucking Neo Mata, all right, Neo Mata's one of those games where it's just like, it's so good, it's really good, can never play it again. Yep. And there's a no- there's a few games I feel that I'm like with that. Uh Neo Automata. Uh and 13 Sentinels. 13 Sentinels is one of those games where I think it is one of the best sci-fi stories I've ever seen. Uh, it's fantastic game top to bottom. Everything about it is polished, quality, music, story, gameplay, top quality. Game of the year, was it last year? I loved Mm. it. I can never play that game again. Because you know all the story twists, you know what's going to happen. Like it's- Yes. Yeah. And that's a part of the experience is those twists are some of the biggest pop-offs I've like had enjoying a story- like it's it's so hard to explain without saying anything because I really want you guys to play it. It is and it is coming to the Switch and it's also on a PlayStation 4. Hopefully it comes to PC. Mm. But if you've got a Switch emulator, you can just play it on PC from that. Yeah. But sorry, I think I missed what you said. What was this? 13 Sentinels. 13 Sentinels. Ah. Aegis Room. It's the game where it's just like I could play the gameplay parts again because they were fun. But the gameplay parts are like 30% of the game. The rest is the uh, interactive story. That's fucking Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, but this is interactive story. Ah, so it's not just- Where Metal Gear Solid is cutscenes. This is, no, you have to interact in this visual novel- like you got to walk around. You actually have to select like dialogue options and shit like that. It is a interactive story, uh, uh, interactive visual novel, I would call it. And those twists are like the essential part of the game. Where if anyone was to ruin any of those twists, literally, well, I won't say literally, but try to murder them. <laughs> Because if any of those twists get ruined for you, it may affect the overall experience. But holy shit, that game is just chef's kiss, top to bottom. I cannot recommend it hard enough. Like I don't know how to recommend it even harder. I literally hijacked one of our podcast titles to tell people to go play it. Yeah, I was reading through it. Oh, the podcast titles. I'm like, hang on a second. This yeah. was just an ad. It, it is a, it's as I said, it's a fucking great game, <laughs> but it's those games I can't play again. 
but I would love to see someone play it. Same thing with Neo Automata. I would love to see someone to play it again. Uh, I've been considering it as one of those games that, like, I already own, but I'm not too sure. I I I need to finish Neo Automata. I've got it. I haven't... I've played, like... I've gotten a single ending out of Neo Automata, and it's the ending where you remove uh, 2B's uh, operating system. I think it's, like, ending F. It's not really an ending. Yeah, it's That's like joke a joke endings. Yeah, it's a joke ending. Yeah. It's a joke ending. So the only ending I've gotten is the joke ending because I was trying to find stuff to like actually slot in to like optimize 2B and a that's bit. The, and that's I'm like, what the, the thing fuck is I, OS? And I took that out and the game just went black and I'm like, ah, and that's, operating that's one system. of the things where I think is like, gen, like mislabeled. They're not endings. They really are not endings. They're like, chapters more than they are endings mm. like yeah you've beaten this chapter but it's not the end of the game so which like this is how Yokotara has always done it ever since Drakengard where at the end of ending A it's just like hey look there's still like 80% more game to play keep playing through to see this and people go I saw credits that's it I don't understand it who is 2B what? I fucking love. There's a twist, which I'm not going to say, but there's a character name reveal, which is meant to be like a big twist. And I thought it was the most dumbest shit ever. And it's literally just like, this character is called this, but really, if you take away this letter, and then it spells this instead. <gasps> and I'm sitting there like, are you fucking serious? Like, that's that's meant to be a twist? Uh, uh, are you fucking for real? Uh, apparently, yeah, they are. That's not what they do with the name, by the way. That's just an example I, I, I gave. But yeah, it's so stupid. But it's not like a major twist. Mm. But yes. So Neon Mana's getting a uh, uh, anime. I don't think it will do well. It'll look pretty, but it'll look we'll pretty. It You'll love to see it. Well, you'd love to see her, but you know. And then the last thing. Uh, so Godfall happened, I think. I think. Godfall? Godfall? Think. Is it Godfall? No, I don't think it's Godfall. No, it's not Godfall. What's that that fucking platinum game that just came out? Oh right, Babylon's Fall. Yeah, repress. Babylon's Fall. Yeah. Uh, when is it getting released? Fifth of August. Uh, yeah, that game looks like absolute shit. Yes, yes, it does. Like I saw the trailer. At the first E3, I'm like, oh, this looks fucking good. This looks like platinum games through and through. And then it was just nothing for a while. And then they came out with a new trailer and everything looks like shit. And they turned it into a four-player games as a service title. <laughs> so I have a feeling. Like I said, when we first saw the gameplay stuff at E3, that was uh Platinum Games intention. And I'm feeling Square Enix is like now turn it into a 
uh, games as a service and it has yeah. to be four-player co-op. Yeah, now turn it and, into a live service game. Yeah. And I feel they had to make a lot of concessions just to get that working. Uh, to which there is a YouTube video, if I can find it real quick, which someone pointed to my attention. Uh, Babylon's Fall is disappointing, I think. Uh, it's not even spelled disappointing. Uh, Babylon's Fall is depressingly bad. It's a video by a, a dude named Power Pack, like Power P W R E R and Pack P A K. Uh, basically, went through the the uh, demo they had come out, uh, and holy shit, the game is fucking horrendous. So, first of all, uh, graphics look horrible they look like like first year xbox 360 graphics that's how bad they look Oof. um and there's a lot of visual glitches as well uh the gameplay is also fucking horrendous because the enemies are not scaled for single player they are only held at multiplayer no it's worse but how's it worse so the enemies have a set amount of hp and stuff like that so uh with one player single player it's an absolute slog to get through uh it was described as trying to eat a five course meal at dinner uh but with four players it is mind-numbingly easy oh, because, because that the health isn't scaled. In fact, all your characters just swarm through these minions like a knife through butter. Like absolutely like just fucked. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, even there, scaled for four players. No scale, no scale at all. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't like they, there's no scaling in the game. They just set the numbers. It's like it's made, it's balanced for two and a half people. <laughs> <laughs> it's too difficult with one person. It's too easy with four to three people. So it's too difficult for two people, too easy for four people, four to three people. So it's, it's fucked. And the levels are literally... Arena, hallway, arena, hallway, arena, hallway, boss. Every level in the demo is just arena, hallway, arena, hallway. Um, to which uh, the final boss of the game, in the uh, promotional material, uh, it has the characters, the main character, wielding the boss's weapon against him. In the game, that cutscene never happens. Like, not even the cutscene, that engagement never happens. You don't even fight that boss. Oh, no, you fight the boss. Um, But it's just fucking, like, the boss. So I'll have to show you the video afterwards because it is a solid watch. Uh, The boss just sucks like it has like what seems to be 
like an arena, like a a what do you call it? A strength check, damage check ability. DPS check. Yeah, DPS check. Happens to have one of them. Um, where with one person you can't you can't clear it, but the DPS check does so little damage it doesn't matter anyway. Like it acts like a DPS check and does very little damage. So quick, you have oh. to do this DPS check. Oh, how hard is it going to hit? Oh, that's the thing. It doesn't. <laughs> Literally like 20% of your health. Yeah. Oh, you have to do this DPS, DPS check. Oh, really? N- no. Yeah. You really don't. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's wrong with the game. So I highly recommend you go check out Power Pack's video called Babylon's Fall is Depressingly Bad because holy shit, yes, it looks that bad. <laughs> Let I somebody bad else try before you buy. I feel bad for Platinum. Honestly, do. Yeah. We're playing through a Platinum game right now that's going to be up on the channel uh, in the coming days, which is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Which is like Platinum do some great-ass character action games. This it, this feels like there's too much Square, Square Enix, Enix involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the three last of Square Enix's attempts at having a live service game was just failures. They so, all failed. Well, well, it's Marvel's Avengers failed. failed. Uh, Outriders failed. failed. And now Babylon's Fall, which is go to fail. To fail. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything they can do. People people to- in this fucking Discord said that Outriders was not going to fail. People in this Discord say a lot of things. Yep. Like, hey, and then they get let's upset all play. With, yeah, and then they get upset with me for calling it out. What was Outriders again? Exactly. Out- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Outriders was a... Uh, Looter shooter does, I- that people said, oh, yeah, this is going to compete with Destiny. Fuck it, yeah. didn't. It's essentially their answer to Destiny, and right. Let's see, where's Outriders? Is Outriders sold on Steam? I th- yeah, it is because I played through let's the go Steam Outriders. version. Outriders, Outriders, New Horizon oh for God. ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. What the fuck? All right, Steam DB. Uh. Let's see, let's see, Outriders. Yeah, the environments in Outriders look super pretty. Everything else just doesn't. It's it's all just a hodgepodge mishmash of shit. Everything's so ridiculously oh overcomplicated God. for no reason. Outriders in the last 24 hours. Highest, actually the highest peak for the week was 873 players. Jesus. 873 players. Um, oh my God, look at this slope. So, uh, lifetime concurrent players uh, had 125,000 people playing upon release. And then two weeks later, it went down to half. Two weeks later, so it went from 125,000 people to to two weeks later, 66,000 people. Two weeks later, 13,000 people. Two weeks later, 5,000 people. And then 
literally down to a the highest it got uh, since release was ten thousand players. I don't know if that's concurrent players. Uh, it says ten thousand players, and then went down to eight hundred. Like it failed hard. It had it held half its it held its audience for two weeks, lost half of it, and then two weeks later lost two thirds of it again. Like. What a fucking flop. And they are still selling it for full fucking price. Full price at $90. Also, there's a $10 DLC called the Outriders Hell's Rangers Content Pack, which has been reviewed as mostly negative. What's in the pack? Ah, yes, weapon cosmetics that look incredibly fucking boring. Like, holy shit, they are incredibly fucking boring. Oh so my yeah. god, they are shit. A <laughs> friend first wrote a review. 46.9 hours on record. Outriders, more like outdated. 7 out of 10. <laughs> 7 out of 10. You, see, yeah. you should probably go rev- uh, revise that. So yeah. Uh, and that's it for our podcast. Yep. So, uh, on the channel, we still have a fuck ton of stuff coming out. Um, Alex will be doing the work for Metal Gear Rising. Yep. So, if you see, like, a difference in quality, uh, It'll look don't better, yell trust at me. me. Yell at Jaden. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yell at Jaden. Yeah, yell at Jaden. He's, he's still around. Yeah. He appears every now and again to remind us that he is in Can- Canada. Canada, indeed. Yeah. So, Shows up yeah. now. Play fucking D and D. I probably will also be like a doing some uh, Magic the Gathering videos now that we're back into it. It'll be interesting to give that a shot. Uh, hold up. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. So yeah, check us out on Ozplays at YouTube, and we'll catch you guys next time. Catch us. See ya. Oh. <laughs>